We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey there. We at Blue Wire just wanted to take a second to thank you for listening to this podcast. We know everything outside is pretty scary and uncertain, but we're committed to helping you get through your day by talking about the sports and teams that you love most. If you're looking for more great podcasts to distract you, check out bluewirepods.com. Thanks for listening. Enjoy the podcast and stay safe. up everyone happy happy thursday the day before cdl florida goes live we'll have three days in that tournament we've got clayster joining us with the dallas empire the first team to get two tournament wins this year they will not be in attendance so they get a little bit of a break this weekend but before we get into things too much guys i want to remind you that we have to thank draft buff for sponsoring the loadout draft buff is a free and social fantasy esports app hosting season-long fantasy leagues for Call of Duty League and other esports. Now, Jay and I are going to draft for CDL. We did it last week, and we, of course, have our drafts for CDL Florida ready to rock. They also have a salary-style tournament open to everyone, so do please come join us. It's draftbuff.com. The link is in the description, and DraftBuff is your home for esports fantasy. So, Clay, what's up? It is your birthday. So, first off, off the rip, happy, happy birthday. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. Yeah, so I, I know you're quarantined, so not super exciting, but uh, I believe, you know, 28. So what are you guys, you guys doing anything fun today or kind of just relaxing? Yeah, I mean, um, I had practice all day. We had a pretty long practice day today, but uh, my, my girlfriend Luna made me some breakfast. She's going to make me some dinner and I'll probably end up settling down with her and watching a movie or something tonight. Nothing too crazy. I mean, I feel like once you get past like the fun birthdays, it just becomes like, oh, shit, I'm getting older. You know? <laughs> <laughs> OK, yes, I can I can relate to that because, Jay, you're still young, right? Yeah, so well, I, my birthdays are like a week and a half. I'm, I know. I hit that birthday, though. And I'm just like. 
Shit, there's another one. Yep. All right. But, okay, so kind of the theme of it today, you know, a lot of people talk to you about your current career, but that's not really what we want to focus on. We want to start back at the beginning, you know. What were you like when you were a kid? What were you like when, what was it, high school, I believe, was that tweet? If you could regale us with something you tweeted out a little bit ago, something about most likely to get voted uh, for something to happen to you? Yeah, um, I mean, if if we're going all the way back though, before high school, I was I was your typical straight A student. Um, I was super goody goody. Just uh, you know, I just wanted to make my parents proud, get all A's all the time, and you know, kind of had a couple friends, you know, growing up. But mainly, my support group was my family. I have two older brothers and a dad who really got me into video gaming as a whole. So. Um, you know, a lot of that was me just hanging out with my older brother and his friends and really just kind of keeping mm-hmm. to myself and playing a lot of video games. So what happened from from goody goody straight A's to most likely <laughs> to get yeah, arrested? Yeah. Was that the tweet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like most likely to. It was most likely to end up in jail, I think. End up the, in jail. Uh, okay. The actual, the actual thing I got voted for, for in high school. And honestly, it was. I guess just a, a rebellion like every teenager goes through. Um, you know, I wasn't the smartest kid. I made a lot of dumb decisions and I'm not going to make those public, but there was some <laughs> stuff if you ask my high school friends what I'm known for, uh, you know, they'll give you a bunch of different answers and none of them are good. So, um, <laughs> you know, it, it was one of the things where I, I feel like I grew up at a much faster rate than um, a lot of my peers. And so like when I was going into my junior and senior year in high school, it was more so like, I'm over this. Like I'm over high school. I'm, I know I, I know all this stuff. Like I feel like school is just something they're making me do, even though it's not helping. I'm not learning anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I kind of scraped by on the bare minimum. I mean, like I had a great GPA all the way leading up to my junior year. And then I think my junior and senior year, I passed all my core classes with a D minus and failed every elective. Like, You're like, fuck I'm this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not I, interested. Yeah. I got a diploma. Hey. Yeah, I did what I needed to do. And, um, you know, it, it's one of the things where I also was real with my teachers. You know, I'd go to them and be like, hey, what what, what do I need to do to pass this class? Like, because mm-hmm. I'm not coming in. Like, I'm going to skip out. I'm, I'm not coming to school. Uh, and, you know, I, it became a huge thing with uh, the truant officer in our school. He hated me, obviously, because I skipped all the time. Uh, you know, I just wasn't the best high school student. But, you know, it, it's one of the things where it helped me grow as a person a lot. It helped me become a lot more independent. And then I took college a lot more seriously once I went on to college. Now, correct yeah, me if I'm like right wrong, there, you? Jay, because you, Jay, you never went to college, correct? Nah, never been to college. Clay, did you finish college or did you drop out for COD? Because I'm actually not sure. Yeah, I, um, I was seven semesters in with a 3.6-ish GPA, mm-hmm. and I actually quit doing it to play COD because I was right as I was on Complexity and Black Ops 2 uh, my senior year of college. So it was like really bad timing, but I'll end up going back and finishing one day just to have the degree that I paid for. Yeah, for sure. But is that something where you felt obligated to go to college? It's kind of like that's what people do. You know, you go to high school, you go to college. Or was it something that you were like, you know, I am actually really interested in this. I want to get a degree. And then COD became obviously the, the better option. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was, I was raised by my parents the whole, my whole life, like go to college, get a degree. That's how you succeed in life. And, um, it it wasn't looking so good me going to college my senior year in high school. And I actually, um, got into West Virginia university Mm -hmm. without telling my mom, without telling any of my family, and then just one day I packed up my stuff, found a place to live up there, packed my stuff up. And my mom was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm going to college. And she was like, what? 
And I was like, I'm going to college. So it was almost like she taught me to, but then in spite of her thinking I wouldn't go, I went, you know, it was one of those, like, I'm going to go do this and do something with my life. And so it definitely was um, the first path I took. But as I got into college and realizing like, this is going to be my career, this is what I'm going to do all the time. Um, I realized I needed to find something else. Like I wasn't cut out for your traditional nine to five. I, you know, I had jobs, but they were all mm-hmm. like nighttime graveyard shift jobs. And, and I realized that like I needed to do something that I really, really enjoyed. And, and I was studying psychology. So it's something where um, to have a really good job in psychology and make a decent amount of money, you have to go and get a graduate degree. So I was really focused on that to begin with and not really understanding how much it would cost and the payout for it and everything. Mm-hmm. And so um, as soon as I had the opportunity to pursue video games, you know, I was just like immediately I'm going to go all in on this and and hopefully it pays off. See, that's how I know that there's such like I was going to say like a big age difference. But like when you were making that decision for college, I was basically making a decision going into college when you just left at your last year. Because remember, I'm a couple years younger. I'm 24. So like at the beginning of high school, like you said, I was basically getting good grades, doing all that good shit, you know, just to make sure my parents were happy. But then, like, you know, as I hit a certain age when I was, like, 17 and I seen people like you, for instance, were, like, traveling the world competing and I started doing it. So I started slacking off in all those classes. <laughs> so then that's, that's, just, that's just what happened. I went up to my teachers. I was like, yo, like, what do I got to do? Like, that's even my girlfriend was in my class and she know I never went to that goddamn shit. So, you know, it's just like when you were making that decision to just, like, drop out of college to just go live on your dream. That's exactly what I was doing when I left high school. I didn't go to college, but my parents gave me like four months to make it into something. And I did. So like for both of us, like it's just lit, bro. Like we wouldn't be who we are if it wasn't for like our decisions. Yeah, I feel like with me being like the oldest pro in the CDL, I was like right on that edge. (laughs) He's not that old, actually, Jay. Watch it. All right. Yeah. (laughs) I yeah, might but- look like it. This is just the quarantine, all right? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like, I feel like if, if another year had went by before Call of Duty really took off and I finished my degree and got a job in my field, I wouldn't have been able to, to do it. You know, I would sure. already been committed to something. So I was like right on the edge of being like, I can still pivot off of this. Like I can still not commit to this fully 100%, even though I've already been to school for four years. Um I still had the opportunity. And so I think that's why, honestly, I'm probably the oldest is because it just took off at that time where I was like right where I had to make a decision, like right before I'm either like going full time into my career or going to try and do like video game professionally. So yeah, uh, I was, reason I was why, lucky, man. The reason why you're still the oldest is because you still got it, man. <laughs> two world championships. I'm pretty sure you got two championships this year so far. Always bringing in the young guns, just teaching them the ropes and like. With you and Crim6, obviously, you got Crim, the most winning Call of Duty player of all time in championship count. But, like, you guys are just such veterans in the game. And then you add Rambo Ray, which is the guy who taught me, the guy who taught people like Scump, like, taught basically probably the whole community. Like, just so much brain power going to that team. So, like, when I see you guys from the beginning of the year, when you guys were, quote-unquote, the best team, and I was like, oh, I believe it. Like, they just have such veteran presence and they have nothing but young gun shooters who are just hungry as shit like kyler which is hoop never won at that point yet and illy and shotzi shotzi coming over from halo doing his thing and eventually you knew these players were set to be great and like when you match it up with crim six and clayster and then eventually adding rambo ray like 
this team is going to be really hard to stop. And, like, that's what's so scary to me. Like, people just talking about the phase roster, a bunch of young guns, but you need some veteran presence. You need those people that's been in that moment to realize, like, yo, I've already been here, and this is what it takes to get out of it. Like, and that's why For your sure. team is just, like, so balanced. I appreciate the, the kind words, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, so something that's interesting to me about that, it's like, you don't, maybe you don't necessarily want to be known as the oldest, but you're setting the standard for Call of Duty in how long you can compete and continue to be successful. So is that something that you've ever thought about? Or is it kind of out of sight, out of mind for you? Oh, no, I think about it a lot. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I feel like I know I'm the bar. I know that, you know, um, especially winning champs last year and then continuing on and winning this year, um, I'm showing a lot of people that, like, age isn't just, like, a cutoff. Like, you turn this age and you can't compete anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, I genuinely believe you know, as long as my fingers and hands don't give out on me, I can play in, into my 30s. Like, if I really wanted to, you know, I feel like I could be successful and play as long as I want. And um, it, I feel like it's more of a mindset thing. And it's something that, you know, while I think about it, I don't like to dwell on it because, like, you know, I, I, I keep teaming with people. Like, I get older and then I team with an 18-year-old and then they go to another team. And then I get older and then I team with another 18-year-old. So, like, I'm literally a decade older than Illy and Shotzi which is like absurd to me, you know, I'm 10 years older than these guys. And so, um, you know, I just hope that I bring something to the table. And that's really what I think about every day in terms of like motivation and effort levels when I'm practicing and, and just trying to help them and be a good resource for them. Um, like when we won LA, I was just so happy to win for them. Like I was happy to get right. like them, their, their, their first championship in Call of Duty and Kyler's been hunting one forever. Um, like I was so happy for them. Uh, more so than myself. And that was like a weird feeling for me. I was just like, it was like a proud father moment, you know? And, and I just hope to keep having those moments um, until I'm done competing. That's okay. So then you say 10 years older, right? Like that's a pretty significant gap. That's a decade. Are there any cultural differences or like generational differences, like moments you've had with like a Shotzi or an Illy where you're like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, dude, I, I'll reference like old cartoons and stuff and they'll be like, what are you talking about? And I'm just like, oh wait, wait you guys no. have probably never seen like Doug or, you know, something like that. That's like so like old cartoons and even stuff like Rocket Power and stuff like that. I'll be referencing Black. stuff and yeah, and they just are like, dude, you're old. And I'm like, well, good day. Like, I guess I've gotten to that point where, like, it's weird for me because being in the Call of Duty scene, it's a weird mishmash of, like, cultures and, and almost, like, lingo and slang and all that stuff. So, like, I've kept up with, like, the trends and, like, I'm never like, get off my lawn, kids. You know, like, I understand, <laughs> like, the new trendy words to say and just those kind of things because I get it from COD. Uh, but I've started to get to the point where I'm like, can I say, like, lit? Like, am I allowed to say like, am I allowed to say stuff like that? Like, you know, and, and it's and it's weird because um, you know, I'm around it every day. So, so thankfully, I haven't gotten roasted too much for for using the young kids' lingo. But I'm sure that day is coming very soon. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you'd be wrong. Our exclusive partner, Bet Online, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to esports to poker and blackjack, they're bringing Vegas to you. Missing the NFL? No problem. Bet Online has live daily Madden NFL 20 simulations you can bet on. 
You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, American Idol, stock prices, and even the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. All open 24 hours a day and all online. Use promo code BLUEWIRE to join today and receive your new welcome bonus. Bet online, your online wagering solution. Guys, looking to last longer and go a few extra rounds? Get to BlueChew.com. BlueChew.com has the first ever chewable that brings your performance in the bedroom to another level. They've got the same active ingredients that are in Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. And since they're chewable, they work faster. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Plus, you don't need to go to the doctor's office or spend time waiting in the pharmacy line. Blue Chew's online physician is free of cost, and once approved, your order ships straight to your door in a discreet package. Here's a great deal for you guys. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use promo code BLUEWIRE. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, B-L-U-E-CHEW.com. Promo code BLUEWIRE. So, okay, we focus a lot, and it makes sense, right? We focus a lot on you in Call of Duty because that's what people see all of the time, whether it's on your Twitch, whether it's on Call of Duty on YouTube, whatever it may be. But what is your life like behind that? You know, what is your life like? You have this house, you're designing this house, you're living this life, you have this whole other world that's not Call of Duty. And what's that like for you? I mean, have, has it ever been a weird balance or is it kind of something you prefer to just keep totally separate from, I guess, anything involving COD? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't like, I'm not necessarily like hiding uh, my life. Um, it's something that I'd rather keep more private. I mean, people online and especially people that know me as a COD player know me as Clayster, but like all my friends and family know me as Clay. And um, that's that's two different people and that's... Um, something that I'm not necessarily like, you know, putting in the shadows or something, but it's something I do like to maintain some semblance of like personal life. You know, I don't want everybody knowing everything about me or my family. Like a lot of people don't know that I have a sister and that's something that I don't just shout out into you know, on mm-hmm. Twitter all the time or, or have a younger brother that's special needs and stuff like that. And so that's um, stuff that, you know, although I'm not like ashamed or anything, um, it's stuff that I just like to keep personal. And Honestly, my, my life outside of COD is a lot of music, a lot of the time, um, going to concerts and music festivals, I and I've been doing those. that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> before quarantine, yeah, at least. Um, uh, yeah, it's um, I've been I've been going to, to festivals and concerts since like 2009, 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was in a super famous rock band back in the 70s uh, called the Marshall Tucker Band. And so, like, I've been around good music my whole life and just, like, been meeting crazy people and and all that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of enjoyment um, spent kind of disconnecting. Um, Me and my siblings and all of our closest friends get, like, a cabin in the woods every year where we all meet up and there's, like, no cell service or internet. And we just, like, have fun, like, 15 of us just, like, drinking, playing games and, and enjoying each other's company. And I think it's super important, um, especially doing what we do, and being connected to social media and everything all the time to, to really put your phone away and put your computer away and just not like always be so on it, you know? And, right. and I think that that mental balance is really important for me and it might not be for everybody, but for me, especially uh, that time with my family and friends is like some of the times I cherish the most, like over call of duty, over the gaming stuff, uh, just hanging out with my friends with no, you know, nobody thinks of me as some superstar gamer 
they just think of me as you know the idiot clay who's making dumb jokes all the time you know so so it's nice to be able to separate the two um and, and then also still have the support when i need it from them jay did you ever have trouble balancing like that or did you find it easier for you as well well honestly like my life both of the people just became one like study is who i am like to my family and to my competitors as well it's just like people know me probably when i'm back home they call me stud like for short but other than that man it's just like that's who i became so like that's who i'm proud to show to other people and everybody basically knows who i am and i don't ever try to hide anything my friends my family everybody knows like who i am and what i represent for myself so like i'm the same person regardless if i'm on the screen or not the screen and that's just never gonna change but I don't think there's anything wrong with that, right? Like whether no, you want to have not, like a I'm separation or not, it's fine. I'm that dude. <laughs> yeah. I'm that dude. <laughs> you are that dude, Jay. I'll yes, give you that sir. one. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, I mean, it's a good point though, right? It's like everyone's different in that aspect. Like, do you want to kind of have that separation and have that life that's just yours and it's private and it's special, right? In the sense that you don't, you know, it's not in the public eye. Or yeah. do you do you just want it all to be out there? And it's fine either way. But um, I know, I know, I think that Nameless and Pac-Man might have touched on this a little bit when you were chatting with them, but I am really curious to know, do you have any thoughts about after Call of Duty? Do you have any thoughts? You said you want to go back and get your degree in college. Have you ever considered pursuing anything with psychology full time or, or have you not even gotten to that point? You're like, oh shit, don't ask me this question because I don't know. No, um, I've, I've been being asked that question for like four years now, you know, yeah. like when you, when you, when you hang it up, what are you going to do? And it's like, um, obviously focus on the present, focus on being the best like player I can be right now. Uh, but you know, I would be doing a disservice to myself if I didn't think about what I'm going to do after this. And so, um, it's, I don't know. Obviously I want to stay in gaming in some way, shape or form. I think I have too much knowledge and too much, you know, branding knowledge and marketing mm -hmm. knowledge and content creation knowledge uh to throw that away i think i've done a good job getting to where i'm at now like playing aside um that i could be a really big asset to a lot of people and so i, I haven't like committed to any one thing um i'm definitely going to finish that degree up just to have the degree uh, i don't necessarily think I'll do anything in your traditional psychology mm -hmm. realm, but I would love to be like a like a mental skills coach for uh, an esports team and teach them how to deal with the pressure from the fans and the orgs and the pressure you put on yourself and and how to deal with these situations and navigate them. I feel like that's something where I could add a lot of value that also uses the degree that I got. So, um, you know, it's definitely something to think about and it's something that I haven't like you know, fully committed on anything. Uh, but I definitely want to stick around gaming just because it's my passion. I love this scene. Like, I might not like every bit about the scene, but I think I have enough value that, you know, I could be a really good asset. So, okay, Jay, correct me if I'm wrong, because my my main, obviously, COD esports knowledge starts last year, and I kind of understand World War II. I'm a little familiar, and I've picked up tidbits okay. here and there. But I, did you guys ever team together or no? And Nah. I wish. Oh, you don't understand it. If I would have team with Clay, it would have been so fun. The other team would have been absolutely shook. <laughs> me and Clay, whenever we played against each other, it was just nonstop yelling at each other. But Wait, okay, that's what, that was my next question. What was it like? Do you guys have any, like, memorable moments of when you played oh, against each other? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got Jay's the perfect got one. one. Jay's oh, got yeah, one. I got the perfect one. We were at Anaheim back during Black Ops 3. It was my LG roster versus FaZe roster at the time. 
they went up 2-0 in the series, Kate. You should have seen. First map, I had like 54 kills. My team, I'm looking at my teammates. I'm like, watching Clay's face during this. Why are you telling my this team story? Like, All right. And then, like, we go into the second map. I have another double-digit S&D. I'm just saying, like, we lose that map, so we're down 0-2. Go to the bathroom. We come back. I'm saying, like, boys, we can't lose this. Like, we can't. So then eventually we switch it around on that evac uplink. We went on like some crazy stuff. And then we ran. <laughs> oh my God. And then we played them the next two maps, Kate. And let me tell you, we beat them pretty bad on the fourth hard point. But then it went to game five. And then it was me versus Clay. You know, it's the game five. Like the first two maps, they're just yelling at us. <laughs> like, we're eating it to the face. Bang, bang. And then after we come back too, we're going to game five. We got Jack and I'm pretty sure Maven casting the entire thing i watched the video so many times but oh my god that game five kate i ended up being 14 and 2 at the end of the map i was basically untouchable clay didn't even understand where he was getting sniped from and like his teammates <laughs> were getting 1v3 left and right it was just the worst way you could possibly lose because then i stood it was up at the, the end best of the series match. jay has ever had let's, <laughs> oh, let's put it in that ever ever he was ever. untouchable, was oh. he was Literally untouchable. untouchable on the map he he was sniping it. the shit out of us and like we couldn't do anything about it like i knew where he's gonna be and i just couldn't react quick enough like it was just i don't i don't know how to describe it i haven't been shut down like that in a long time especially leading up to that point but that you dominated us i'll give you that i one. never felt like that in my life i felt like goku like super saiyan <laughs> long hair like ah like just on a different level and my teammates looked at me they tried to give me dabs and they all pointed at me at the end of the match because they knew they didn't do nothing i did it all okay imagine that i was like jordan out there came for three fade away doing it all okay doing it all oh my god I that was the only time though other than that clay was whooping my ass left and right yeah <laughs> uh, you had me you had me at ghost champs i'll give you that you had oh, yeah had him there had him there ghost yep. champs. but other than that i, I had study I yeah yeah study. he was whooping my ass Sorry. oh my god that's absolutely hysterical okay so i love that that was like jay's eyes lit up and clay was like F all right here we go <laughs> I i'll give him that one he he destroyed us like he dominated us <laughs> okay so i do i want to rewind a little bit to so focusing not so much on what you want to do in terms of work whenever you do decide to retire or in whatever format that takes place, but in your personal life, in your hobbies, um, is there anything you're excited to have more time to do, whether it's simply relaxing because it's not scrimming, or are there any things that just kind of leisure stuff that you're really looking forward to having the time for? I think the number one thing for me, um, I actually enjoy having to scrim like i enjoy mm -hmm. having something to do every day like structure uh, I get, yeah. yeah 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 i get really i get really bored really easy so i don't foresee retirement for me as being something like sitting on the front porch smoking a pipe you know in a mm -hmm. rocket chair <laughs> like you know I, I like i need i need i need something to do and something to kind of put my mind to each and every day so um i think that necessarily for me just having the freedom to go and you know for people's birthdays or a wedding or a concert that I really want to go to, or, you know, just those things that I've been missing out on for the past 10 years. Um, you know, I've had 10 of my friends get married and I've been to one of their weddings, you know, and, and including my gaming friends, including uh, all this stuff. It, it, I miss out on so much on birthdays, on, you know, new year's parties, on Halloween parties, on, you know, all these things that, you know, I have the freedom and, and the financial ability to go do, but I just can't because like it's so, so rigid and so structured with scrims and stuff. So honestly, that's what I'm looking forward to most is just being able to actually spend time with my friends and family and go do things that, you know, if I want to request off on a Friday, like I can leave and go Friday to Sunday and hang out with my friends back home or something, you know. And so 
that's the number one thing I'm really looking forward to when I'm done is, is just that freedom and not being so like buckled down all the time. Do you think Clay, I don't know about yeah, you, man, it, but like during these times, man, one thing that I'm missing, like without a doubt is sports. And I know you're a green Bay fan and all that good stuff. So how do you feel like about your team, you know, drafting a quarterback, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, you know, you got one of the goats, but drafting a quarterback and like, how is this affecting you? Because I wake up every day and I used to turn on channel 36 for me, which is ESPN. But like, bro, I don't even touch the TV no more. I'm losing my goddamn mind just watching these highlight videos. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm missing sports for sure. Uh, and I'm, I'm thankful that we have esports to watch. You know, I've yeah. been watching a lot of other esports and stuff. So that's actually something that thank thankfully we have. Uh, but, you know, it's actually been interesting because i've actually played with a lot of the packers players since all this happened because okay. all of them are just stuck at home and so i played yeah, with sure. like one of the wide receivers you know played with a, a linebacker and stuff and it's been pretty cool to like get in the know like i uh i followed one of the tight ends he was he's a second year tight end he was a rookie last year for the packers and he he instant dms me he's like hey man i'm a huge fan and i'm <laughs> like wait wait i'm a huge fan bro like like <laughs> that's like, what gotta are you be surreal about? right yeah for sure it definitely is super surreal and um it's it's cool to see that there is crossover and like a ton of athletes and musicians play Call of Duty. It's one of the most popular games. And so uh, to be able to kind of like connect and share my skills with them and we share appreciation for each other. It's it, it's been cool, but I've just been missing the the excitement and the something to look forward to every Sunday and that that type of thing, you know. No, that totally makes sense. And I guess that kind of brings up the topic of we've seen a lot of, of folks from sports, whether it's the NBA, NFL, anywhere else, coming into esports kind of en masse, especially during COVID, while we're all just chilling at home and we don't really have a lot to do. Have you had any, like, I guess, thoughts on how that's been implemented, how people have been executing on that, whether it's the war zone tournaments, anything else? Like, do you think it could be better or are you just happy to kind of see that crossover becoming more common? Yeah, I would say overall, I'm just happy that the crossover is there, that gaming is being associated with these elite top of the field, you know, athletes who, um, I mean, gaming has been perceived as, you know, a nerdy, non-athletic thing. But to see all these athletes playing video games, it validates a lot of what we're doing here. And it's not, hey, we're not all just like geeks sitting in our mom's basement. And that's fine if you are, but we're not all like that, you know, and, and I think really you know, obviously there's some hurdles to get over. Like a lot of them don't have stuff hooked up to the PC to be able to talk in like discord or something, which it ends up being like a little harder for us to talk in game to them and stuff like that. But I think that's just like, you know, they're just casual gamers. They're not like these hardcore got like all the setup and dual monitors and everything. So um, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a bad thing, but there's definitely like, I think the organizers of these tournaments could do a little bit better job of, you know, making it a more homogenous experience instead of just kind of like, you know, all right, hey, you're all in a game together, play. And it's like, well, I can't talk in game. He's talking in PlayStation chat. That guy's talking in Discord. Like, it's just all like mishmash. So I think it definitely could be a little smooth, but especially in these times, it's just like, I'm just happy to be playing with, with some of these athletes who are, who are so talented. For sure. Okay, so you're in college, right? And you go and do COD full time and you're like, you know, six or seven or however many years from now, I'm going to be playing COD with folks from Green Bay. And did you ever, ever think no. that it would be from there to here? No, never. Um, I mean, it, it blows, like, we're so cool now that, like, it, it doesn't phase us. But, like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, 
my the little kid in me is just screaming like this is what i've been like trying to get to in gaming for so long this is what i had hoped gaming would be like for, since i was a kid and, and so to like be here on the journey from like you know start to finish or no, it's not even finished but like start to now um it, it's just it makes me so happy and like proud of what we've done as a community and what every esport is doing as a community and and just how everybody's giving a little bit to try and and make gaming really cool and so in the back of my head i'm just like you know it's still surreal like i wake up every day and, and have this awesome job playing for an awesome city and really just uh, i'm just i feel super blessed to, to be in the position i am and you know just super thankful that i'm allowed to do this every day so we've got a couple minutes left and this is a question jay that i have actually for both of you to kind of okay. close things out and um, it's kind of for some of the rookies this year, right? The folks who are competing in Call of Duty, who are experiencing it for the first time with all the glitz and the glam and the, the NFL athletes and, and, you know, the Call of Duty franchising and everything else. Do you guys have any advice or any thoughts for them uh, when you guys came from kind of more humble beginnings um, and, and have been used to the spotlight for a lot longer? For those kids who are maybe 18 or Shotzi or Illy or something coming in and it's just, you know, all the lights in the spotlight right right off the rip. Jay, you well, go you, first. Yeah, well, if you're one of those brand new players that are just coming in, you have to make a name for yourself, like, right off the rip. Like, thankfully, when I was coming in, I basically placed pro at the end of Black Ops 2, so that was fine. But going into Ghost, it was all about, like, starting off that year with, like, a bang or just making yourself known out there. So, like, first event, went out there and got third, and eventually people started knowing my name, and then eventually I joined Envy. But, like, once you're hitting that age and you're just in that environment that you always wanted to be in, you just have to prove why you want to be there. And, like, just look to the left and the right. Like, this is where I want to be, and this is exactly how I wanted it to play out. Now I just got to show why I'm here and a bit, hopefully just make a name for myself. And, like, we see young players doing it all the time. We have Ellie coming up this year, also Shotzi. But Shotzi was also from the Halo scene in mm -hmm. one when he was 16 years old. So, like, he's made for this shit. So, like, when he just transitions over, it's just a different environment with some probably some different lingo and stuff like that that he just needs to adapt to. But, like, he's going to be able to because that's what he wants to do. And, like, if you're one of these young rookies, if this is something that you want to do, you have to make sure you're taking this 100% serious. You can't slack because back in the day, I was a slacker, to be honest. Though. <laughs> I'd still be playing if I wasn't a slacker. But overall, man, you just got to make sure you're giving it 100 and nothing less, man. You got to always go 100% to your abilities. Yeah, I think um... – one of the main things I think all these new guys and rookies coming in uh, have to realize is like they have to be super appreciative and like grateful for the position they're in. Because yeah. like when we started or even when I started, I was going to tournaments to try and place well to pay my rent, you know, and we weren't making salary. Uh, I remember I won right. seven of eight tournaments of complexity and they offered us a $500 a month salary, which is like, you know, 6K a year. Uh, to play video games and i was ecstatic i was freaking out about it i was so happy um and so now they're coming in and there's these big numbers being thrown at them you know six figures straight off the gate and, and i just think the number one thing i tell them is just like take a step back and understand how like blessed you are to be able to come into a scene that's already established and you have the the biggest opportunity of your life in front of you and you're already getting paid this amount like i just i just say to them like like, you know, some of my players would be complaining uh, about how much they're getting paid. I'm like, dude, you're making over $150,000 a year. Like, be quiet, you know, like, just be appreciative. And I don't mean to say that in like a cynical or like, hey, I did all this for you. 
Um, but it, it's something I mean to say is like, uh, just take a step back and, and count your blessings and understand like you have a really big opportunity in front of you. And, and like Jay said, just seize it. Like take, take that and, and just like go as hard as you can with it and, and make the most of it. Because what we do as pro gamers is like a dream job for a yeah. lot of, a lot of people, you know, a lot of young kids and a lot of even older kids. And it's a, the purest sense of a dream job. So just don't squander it. Make sure you love what you do every day and make sure you give it your all. It's just make sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, especially on your birthday. I think Jake, yeah, you Jake, guys I are welcome. I know. Yes. Thank you. And happy, happy, happy birthday. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your night. Have plenty more of those IPAs. Yeah, uh, only for you guys. I would only do it for you guys. <laughs> just know I love you guys. Thank I love you. you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and happy birthday, and we will catch you later. And guys, that's it for us. Thank you so much for joining us on the second episode of The Loadout with Clay on his birthday. You guys have been fantastic. If you haven't already, go to the description, Draft Buff for CDL Florida starting tomorrow. So please join us for that. It should be a lot of fun. Clay, thank you once again. But guys, that is it for us, and we will catch you later. Peace.